let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 321. And I'm recording this late for yesterday. It is Sunday, Sunday afternoon, and I am uh, reflecting here on yesterday, which would have been Saturday. And certainly I don't like letting it go this far from the day. The advantage, though, today is that because it is a fairly um, warm, mild afternoon here where I live, I'm sitting out on my back patio porch. So if you hear birds or the neighbor's dog barking or the neighbor cleaning with his little hedge clippers, um, you'll understand why. But it is good to be back out here Regular listeners of the podcast will know that uh, throughout the spring and the summer and into the fall, this was my uh, choice place to record. And um, it's good to be back for just maybe just one episode, but um, it is good to be back. And it was good yesterday to keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. So yesterday was Saturday, and um, I slept way in which is what I mentioned on the uh, podcast that I recorded yesterday for Friday. And uh, in the afternoon at four o'clock, like usual, I went to the winery where I work. And again, regular listeners will know that I work um, at this winery most Saturdays, almost every Saturday. And I've been doing so for more than six years now. And it's really become a part of my life. And I've gotten to know people there and I've had some very memorable conversations and, and built some nice relationships. And it's um, really a place that is about community and connection and conversation. And I just feel so blessed to be a part of all of that. Well, yesterday um, was a, a unique time because I was in a three-way conversation that was was really deep and I think profound and engaging and interesting and I'll try to recant at least some of it here and express why I really felt God's presence in it. So to set the scene for a a little bit, yesterday was um, unusually slow and what that means is that if if somebody I know or a a friend comes in we can usually talk a little bit more frankly, a little bit more openly perhaps, than if there were other customers in the, um, in, in the, uh, the place. Also because I have to pay attention to other customers, whereas if it's just one person, I can talk to them and really not have to worry about much else, except you know keeping the wines organized and you know just the basics of, of running um, a business. So... Um, Yesterday, early on in the day, a friend of mine came in, and um, she's someone that um, I've I've actually known for a while. I I knew her from the winery, and then we've connected in other ways, and um, she's a a friend who's in her probably mid to late 60s, retirement age, and um, just had a lovely conversation with her. Uh, She was telling me about a workshop that she had been to earlier in the day, and it was um, was really interesting. I, I had thought about going to the same workshop and, and so I, I was very interested in hearing what they talked about and, and some of her ideas. And, and I think that was, I think it was good for both of us because 
it seemed like it was valuable for her to kind of process objectively and openly and, you know, without kind of worrying about, you know, what others might think or hear, you know, kind of putting that to the side, but also that um, um, I could hear about what uh, the, the day was like. Because again, like I said, I, I, almost, um, I almost attended myself. So she and I had talked for a while and um, then it was kind of interesting because we started talking about generations. And um, I have to say this about generations. I know that there are limitations to talking about individual people in the context of a larger generational ethos or milieu. And I, I get that. And um, also generations are, can be organized and sliced and diced in different ways. And I get that too. That being said, I've always been the type of person who likes sort of not classification, but sort of understanding one's own personality within a larger, more organized framework, or even one's generational experience. And so I, I find value in things like the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram for personalities. And, and certainly generational theory, I think, is, is, is quite interesting and, and quite fascinating as well. So this friend and I were talking about um, boomers, and she is a boomer, and Xers, which is the generation that I am right smack dab in the middle of. A 1970 birthday puts me right in the middle of Gen X, uh, by, by, by every account, really. The beginning date of birth and the end date of birth is somewhat fuzzy for most generations, but the midpoint is pretty clear, 1970. So... She and I were talking, and I even kind of wrote out on paper some, some generational um, reading that I've done um, by a couple of authors that if, if the listener, if you like generations, I would recommend Finding Strauss and How, two different authors. I think it's Neil Strauss, and I'm not sure who, who How is, but they wrote a book that I think is, it's dated now, certainly, because it came out in the late 90s, and I don't believe they've updated it, but it's called The Fourth Turning, and it looks at history and generations, and I think one of the other two, Strauss or Howe, has done some, some other generational writing, and I think they're pretty interesting, and, and um, you know, I would commend them to your um, consideration with a grain of salt, with a grain of salt, of course, because sometimes when you're trying to fit history or individual or even generations into framework it, it it can be a little rough and and not always neat and tidy and sometimes you have to take liberties with things and and so forth but nevertheless um my friend and i were talking about generations well a woman walked in by herself and um again we weren't very busy and she came and sat at the bar next to my friend and i and she, we started talking and it actually it was kind of funny i kind of got the sense that you know she kind of had a little bit of a free spirit which is very cool. And I, um, I said something like, Oh, you know, you, you, you must be a millennial and, and we're come engaged in our generational talk, you know, cause we've got a boomer and an Xer and you can be the millennial. Well, it turns out that, um, she is not a millennial. She's actually an Xer because she and I were born in the same year, 1970. And I gave her a little compliment. I said, you look, you know, really great for being almost 50 years old. And, uh, you know, she smiled, and I guess that was a nice thing to say. And it was true. I wasn't exaggerating or, or, or anything. But um, so the three of us then started talking, and um, 
It was really pretty amazing because we talked for a long time because in part, nobody really came into the winery. There was a table or two that I needed to attend to, but nobody else really sat at the bar with us. And, um, and then the manager of the winery, she left early, um, as she usually does. So um, for a while, it was just the three of us talking. And, and it was really pretty cool. And, and this, 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 this woman who, who came in, the fellow Xer, I think I'll just call her X because I don't like to use people's names in this, in this podcast. I like to keep, you know, that level of anonymity. X was really interesting. And I really felt like we had a, a pretty deep conversation. Um, and, and what was interesting about it, and what we really talked about, was our childhood experiences growing up and what growing up in the 70s and 80s was like. And... Sometimes I've met other Xers and it's all about pop culture and, you know, remember this and remember that and those and these and all of that. And we didn't really talk about that. We more talked about experiences of friends and family and, you know, and just sort of the, the, the way we grew up and our feelings about that. And, and it was really pretty amazing because she and I had a lot in common. And I think by hearing each other, it helped validate our own experiences. I know for me that, that it did as well. So as the evening went on and we continued talking, um, my, my friend who, my boomer friend, um, she ended up leaving and it was just, just X and I talking. And again, it was, it was really great. She told me about her, her daughter and her partner. And we talked about my life and my relationships and, and it was really, really good, really good and surprising. And, um, you know, I, I feel like at the winery over the six years that I've worked there, I've, I've had meaningful conversations where I sensed they were particularly meaningful for the person sharing. You know, I kind of did the old standard bartender, although I consider myself a wine bar host, not a bartender, because there's no mixing of anything I'm doing. I'm just pouring, which is really great. I'm glad I don't have to you know, mix crazy drinks or draw messy beer, things like that. But um, I feel like I've done most of the listening. And I, and I was listening to X, certainly. She had a lot to say. But I, she also listened to me. And, and I had some things to say as well about things that are on my mind and my heart. And, and um, it was a, a really good connection. So I end this with feeling God's presence in the connection, in the, the, the sharing across the wine bar, at the wine bar, in the winery. And I, this is a recurring theme because it happens, it's happened again and again and again. And, and last night I felt like, for me personally, it was more meaningful and more valuable and more um, connected I think that I have felt at other times and um, and I think it was a good thing and I'm, I'm glad for that and I felt God's presence so much in the midst of that and even afterwards thinking about it and even thinking today because I did see my boomer friend today and um, we did uh, kind of connect a little bit debrief a little bit about last night and yesterday and um, and that was good so I ask you Again, and this is a, I know this is an ongoing question, is this question of communion and conversation and connection. We'll call them the three C's. 
we'll call it connection. We'll call it conversation, connection, and communion. I think that's probably the better order flowing from more perhaps superficial or shallow to, to more depth in the contact. Maybe that's the, uh, the first of the four C's. We're making it four C's now. Regardless, um, when have you felt that? When have you experienced that face-to-face, not on the internet, not through social media, not in those media or those environments, but the good old-fashioned way, face-to-face, person-to-person, where you could see into each other's eyes, where you could touch each other's hands if you so desired to shake or fist bump or high-five or hold them, their hands or whatever, but um, where you could do those things and connect in that way. And how did you experience, how have you experienced God's presence in the midst of those connections, conversations, connections, and communion? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.